Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today's show is pre-recorded. Y'all know what time it is. Y'all don't know y'all better ask. Hat on, suit on, looking like a trapper dog, giving them all. Like the million bucks, bucks, things in its cups. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be? But Steve Harvey. Oh, yeah. Turn 
Well, you know, I can't do nothing right now. I fell on hard times, and I lost my place to stay. Where you staying now? See, the majority of people are staying somewhere right now. I was out there. I didn't have nowhere to go. I'm in a shelter now. You was under the bridge a week ago. You in the shelter now. Why are you still crying about the bridge? You in the shelter now. Man, you know how you find your purpose. You get in touch with who created you. Because when God made you, he had a purpose in mind. Now, we've ignored it, and we haven't tapped into it, but we all had a purpose. You don't, and it's sometimes it takes people longer to discover the purpose. Colonel Sanders was frying chicken with a recipe that he was telling people was the best chicken in the world. Ain't nobody believe him till he turned 70. Why you think the dude that's on the Kentucky Fried Chicken signs is old? That dude ain't 20 up there. He old. He old. But you know what? He had been frying that chicken for 40-some years. They just found out about it when he was 70. But he didn't give up his purpose in life. This dude was just frying chicken. See, people keep looking for their gifts in all kinds of places. When it's right there in you, you ain't got to go to school to find your gift. You're born with the gift that God got for you. You go to school to tack it on to something else. But your gift was already given to you. You were born with that. You don't have to go to college to know your gift. Your college allows you to enhance it and to find something to attach it to. And hopefully you get a degree that attaches your gift to, to a vehicle where it can work. The problem with college is we go to college and we attach it to what we like or what we might be passionate about, and we ignore the gift we have. You know how many people have graduated from college ain't doing nothing they went to college for? Come on, man. You know why? Because you discover in life your gift. You discover what you was born to do. I wasn't born. You know, you know what my major was in college? It was advertising. I can't be at no desk drawing no picture for nobody. But now guess what? I can wake up every day and guess what? I can tell you. I advertise. I've been advertising my career. Come see me live. Come see me live at Madison Square Garden. Come see me live at Phillips Arena. Come see me live at Joker's Comedy Club. Come see me live at Percy's. Come see me live at Ellis's Tavern. Come see me live. Come. I've been advertising the whole time. But I had a different purpose in mind because I went and I talked to God. And this is how you do it. You go talk to God and say, hey, God, look, OK, this is the deal. I've been struggling here. I'm over 40. I still haven't found my purpose in life. OK, but so I can quit wasting any more time. Would you help direct me and guide me to my purpose? I know you created me to do something. I just haven't found what it is. And the reason I haven't found what it is, because I've been doing things my way. I ain't been checking with you, conferring with you on anything. I ain't locked in or tried to settle it up with you. I've been just doing my thing. Well, my thing has gotten me as far as it can get me. How about you take over and do your thing? Now, can you direct me in my path? I'm an open book. Treat me like a piece of clay. I'm telling you, man, if you go to God, he'll give it to you. But see, you have not because you ask not. How many times have you asked God for it? This, this ain't no magic trick, y'all. This is the deal. You got to catch fire today. Catch fire today. I am. I'm excited about today. I've got a lot to do. 
You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You know, it's so important to have representation in media. I remember growing up in Chicago, I was heavily influenced by the beautiful voices on the radio. Well, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. And NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here. We have arrived at another blessing. It's called today. We have arrived at another gift. It's called the present. We have arrived at another moment in time that none of us have ever been granted before. It's called now. Man, I thank God for now, for today, for a new opportunity. I thank God for helping me and my wife survive all of it. I thank God for friendships. I thank God for praying people. I thank God for those people who love us. Man, thank you, Lord. Thank you for whatever you're doing behind the scenes that I'm unaware of. Thank you, Heavenly Father, because you done kept us through it all and you'll keep us through all this too. We say thank you. We give honor and God to God Almighty. Man, oh man, oh man. We feeling good. We stronger. We together. Everybody looking good. This is Steve Hart Morning Show. <laughs> I don't know. I, he ain't through with me yet. Mm-mm. You know, I wish y'all was, but he ain't. Yeah. I really thank God that he ain't. I wish y'all would go somewhere and sit down. Okay, everybody see. Steve Harvey and Marjorie Harvey ain't got no problem. We are wonderful. God is good, man. Oh, man. Nice try, but it didn't work. Yeah. It's happening to me, and I like bringing it up because I like tell people how good God is. Period. And if one of my that. reasons for being tested is just to show people that you're supposed to, like Isaac Curry had that song. What was that song Isaac Curry had? In the middle, praise him in the it, middle. Praise him in the, in the middle, in middle, the middle. of it. Yeah. And we're in the middle of it. And I'm still giving him praise and honor. I'm trying to do the best I can, man. Now, I heard somebody say, oh, good morning, Shirley Strawberry, Carla Farrell, Mississippi Monica, and Junior. Morning. Somebody says, Steve, just keep praying for your enemies. My direct and immediate response was... Wow. I hope all of them get big ass hemorrhoids and they bust while they at Disneyland. <laughs> that was that is my not a prayer. That is so well, bad. That wasn't the right prayer though. That, that wasn't prayer, not the sir. right. I didn't say it was a prayer. I said my whole thought. <laughs> I 
I've never, I've learned not to pray for the demise of my enemies. I did ask God one time to remove somebody from earth, and he didn't. And that's when I knew I wasn't supposed to pray for them. <laughs> Wait a minute. When you it was a long, long time, time ago. A long time ago. We talking about 2017? What you talking about? Oh, no, no. I, no. Oh, no, no. I was in my 20s. Oh, I oh, oh, Lord, one time. I didn't know God worked like that. I didn't know he didn't do evil on your behalf. I just, I didn't care how he did it. I would just have prayed that he was removed from the earth. I just had as long as he go to hell or wherever you're going to take him. Just could you take him today? You got these and, thoughts and uh, look at you today. The answer you are to And you rich today. And you terrible. No. Well, you know. Hey. That was your prayer. Well, you know, I didn't know at the time, Carl. You rich so. today. Uh, I swear to well, God, you don't care. I wasn't rich then, though. Uh, <laughs> I probably delayed it for a while. I uh, set you back a minute. Yeah. <laughs> All right, coming up at 32 minutes after the hour, we'll hear from Junior and for the nephew as he runs that prank back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Did you know that if you're an employer who's hiring, the average cost per hire is close to $5,000? If you're investing that much money into each new hire, you want to get it right, right? So what's the most effective way to find the best people for your roles? ZipRecruiter. You can post jobs for free so you can see for yourself how effective ZipRecruiter is at helping you hire. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash strawberry to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash S-T-R-A-W-B-E-R-R-Y. All right, it is time to run that prank back with Junior in for the nephew. Junior, what do you have on the menu for us today? Your wife cheating on both of us. Let's go, Kate. Oh. Hello? I'm trying to reach Terrence, please. Who's calling? Who's this? My name is Mark. How you doing, brother? I work with um with your wife, Veronica. We're on the same sales floor together. Uh, I think I met you before, but I'm, I don't know if you remember meeting me. But um, I, I work at the job with Veronica. Oh, uh, is everything is everything all right there? Or what's going on? No, no, no. Everything's straight here on, at the job. No, not a problem at all at the job. But I wanted is to. She um, all right, though. Is everything all right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She's all right. She's perfectly fine, man. Um, I just, oh. I just, you know, uh, I, I actually, like I said, my name is Mark, man. You don't remember me, Terrence, but I just wanted to talk to you. Like I say, um, you know, I got some things on that was that's been bothering me for a minute, and I, you know. I just, I just kind of wanted to reach out to you, and you know, just kind of have like a little, little heart to heart talk with you, man. So maybe you know, uh, you know, we can get things in a, in a, in a better position. But I just wanted, I, I just wanted me and you to have a conversation. Wait a minute, did how did you get my? Did Veronica give you my number, or how did you get my number? That's what I'm trying. Like, what's going on? Uh, I mean, I had, I had, I've had your number. I just, I just, uh, I just hadn't never reached out to you before. But like I say though, man, this 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 has been bothering me for a minute, and I wanted to get it off my chest so you and I can try to, I guess, fix this whole issue. But I I just want us to see if we can fix it, you know? Well, well, fix the issue. What's the issue? I don't understand. I'm I'm not following you. I don't understand what, like, what is the issue? So, like I said, I went on and got the nerve to get you out. Spit it out, brother. Spit it out. Talk to me. What's going on? Okay, your wife, man, is cheating on both of us. We got to do something about this, man. Did you say she's eating on both of us? What did you say? I keep, I didn't she, she is cheating. Like she is cheating on the both of us, bro. Wait a minute. It sounds like you said cheating. I don't know what you... Ver- Veronica you is... Listen to me, Terrence. Veronica is cheating on both of us. You say Veronica's cheating on me? 
and me, you know, and we got it. We got to figure out what we're going to do, man. But as a husband, I got to You got to I'm going to need you to step up and get this thing in order. What you talking about? You said Veronica is cheating on me with you. No, no. She's cheating on both of us with somebody else. I, I'm, I know, I've been noticing her going out with this, uh, you know, going to lunch with this other cat. So I, I'm like, I got pissed off about it. So I said, you know what? I can't take you no wait more. I'm calling Terrence. Wait, you saying to me that my wife has been cheating around the job with somebody else? She cheating on both of us, dude. I don't get what you mean. If my wife is cheating on me and you calling me to tell me that she's cheating on me, I appreciate that. But I don't get what you're saying she's cheating on both of us. Dude. I don't get that part. I don't understand what you mean. Well, me and Veronica have been, you know, kind of cool, you know, last eight months to a year. We've been, you know, pretty tight here at the job. You know what I'm saying? So, Listen, what you mean y'all been cool? That's what I don't understand. Like, what do you mean y'all been cool? Because that's my wife. Tell me what you're talking about. Okay, all I'm saying is me and me and me and her been real cool. We've been real tight, you know. Sometimes we we take lunch and then you know don't come back. That's our thing, though. But you know now, you know I'm noticing, you know she she didn't went out, you know she didn't went to lunch a couple of times with this brother named Allen, and I'm like, okay, no, nah, no, nah, it ain't finna go down like this here. You know what I'm saying? Are you my wife, man? Hey, that's that's not why I called you. I called Are you to you my wife. That's what I want to know. I'm telling you about this dude named Allen. I need you to step up as the husband and but, fix this. But you telling me that my wife is cheating on both of us. There ain't no cheating on both of us. If she's cheating, she's cheating on me. You telling me that you're with my wife too? That you've been messing around with my wife? I that's not the, what you're saying, brother. Th that's not the part I'm trying to talk about. I'm trying to talk about this dude named Allen, man. That's what no, I'm trying to get I, out. No, no. We're going to get to Allen. We're going to get to Allen. You saying that my wife, man, it's some crazy sh Yo, you know what, man? I'm about to put my foot right up your Because they what, what? I don't play those games. She's with her. She's with me. We messing around. We doing this and doing that. It don't work like that. You understand what I'm saying? Dude, I hear what you're saying. But the beef ain't with me. The beef is the beef with Allen. The beef is with dog. you, my No, she messing, over, she messing you. over both of us with Allen, dog. I'm about to call her a three-way because there's some right here. I'm telling okay, you right well, now. Hold, hold on, bro. I just want you to deal with Al. Are you at the job right now? I'm, I'm at I'm at the job, yeah. Foot. I'm about to come put my foot all in your You understand me? No, I, I hear you, man. Allen is the one that then blew this thing out of proportion, dog. She messing over me and you with this here. There ain't no me and you, I don't share. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you. I no, mean, you I, don't I hear me. You don't hear me. There ain't no sharing that goes on over here. Okay, okay. Do you follow right. me? I do, I do. I'm just saying, you know. What are you saying? Meet me right that, now. I'm about to come up here where you at right now. Where are you at? I, I'm at you the at job where, 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 where Ronnie at. I call her Ronnie. I'm at the job where Ronnie at. I call her Ronnie. I call, I call Veronica Ronnie. I mean, that's my little I'm nickname too. I'm All right, but, but, up there. Well, hold on, hold on. Ronnie. Ain't Ronnie. No hold on. Hold on. She right here. She's right where? She's she right here. Right here. You want to put her on the phone? Put okay. Her on the phone. Okay, cool, man. Here, cool. But can I tell you what she's saying? I don't want to hear what she's saying. I want her on the phone right now. Okay, but can I tell you what she's telling me to tell you? She ain't telling you to tell me a damn thing. Because the only thing that you're going to be getting is my foot up your Okay, okay, but, but 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 Ronnie want me to tell you this, man. Just listen to me, Terrence. She wants me to tell you 
that this is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your wife, Veronica. <laughs> you know what? I don't play this. I'm going to all y'all up up here, man. I'm going to all y'all up. I'm going to give you an old school whooping. Y'all ain't even right for this. You all right, man? No, I'm not all right. I'm in the car. I'm sweating. I was on my way over there. I'm about to go to jail messing around with y'all. Hey, let me ask you this, man. What is the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? You already know. It's the Harvey Morning Show. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Shirley, that's it. It's run your plank back right there. All right, all right. <laughs> that's all we got. That's all we can say. All right, Junior, thank you. Coming up next, it is Ask the CLO with our Chief Love Officer, Steve Harvey. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour in entertainment news, Jeezy has reportedly filed for divorce from Jeannie Mai after only two years of marriage. Sierra's response to her, yeah, co-parenting question is hilarious. And Nelly, we've been waiting for this for a while. Nelly confirms that, yes, he and Ashanti are back together. Woo! We love what, that. And, <laughs> and Whoopi Goldberg has a folding chair necklace. We'll tell you all about that. It's coming up at nice. the top of the hour. <laughs> right now. I saw that. Nice. <laughs> it is time to ask the CLO. Here we go. Jessalyn in South Haven says, My husband is a delivery driver, and he's always got sweets like cakes, pies, and cookies that ladies love for him, uh, leave for him, I should say, on their doorsteps. He said the old housewives call him sexy, but they're harmless, and he doesn't flirt back. Should I trust him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if he eat all them cakes, you ain't gonna worry. You ain't have to worry about his fat ass going nowhere, no harm. Being sexy. Yeah, he eat all them damn cakes. Yeah, that sexy title. I don't know if he really is sexy enough. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, it ain't nothing to worry about. You know, uh-huh. he okay. told you he how he got the cakes and pies. He mm-hmm. told you. So he didn't lie, you're saying. Yeah, ain't mm-hmm. nothing up. They leave stuff for him. You know how old people do. Mm-hmm. Here, baby. Bake you something. I baked you something. Uh-huh. <laughs> you like cookies? <laughs> what your favorite pie is? Mm-hmm. Lord Jesus, that's mine, too. You know, that's all it is. Don't even worry about that. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, Moving on to Adrian in the Bay Area who writes, I'm on assignment in another state and my husband didn't go home two nights in a row. He doesn't know I put a camera in the garage. He wasn't at his mom's house. So where was he? Should I tell him about the camera before he lies? Listen to me. If you're going to set the trap, Mm -hmm. set the trap. Mm -hmm. Now, you got a camera in the garage. He ain't been home. I'm already going to tell you what he said. What? I parked on the street. I already know what he goes say. Because that's what I'll say. Uh-huh. Put it in the garage. I park on the street, walk mm-hmm. on up to the door. Sometimes I don't feel like parking in the garage. That car be right there in front of the house. You got a camera out there, too? Uh-huh. No, nah, I put it in the garage. Well, see, that's why you don't see me coming in. Uh-huh. Oh, you ready? I'm already going to tell you what it is. Uh-huh. So she shouldn't tell him about the camera, you're saying? You need another camera. Outside. Who got their only camera in the damn garage? Well, everybody got them doorbells now. Oh, the ring. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah you got to get one of them before mm-hmm. you, you know, start all this here. Because right now, 
two nights he ain't been home. Do I tell him about, if you tell him that, guess what? Why don't you just ask him? Baby, at night where you park? Just mm-hmm. see, if you don't, if that don't come with it, baby, so but, when you come home, where do you put the car? And just see what he say. Okay. Well, what would he, he don't say know if he about you? The, what would you say? Well, well, see, if 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 I don't know you got a camera, uh-huh. baby, I put the car in the garage. <sighs> well, I got a camera in there, and I ain't seen it in two days. That's because I put it on the street. Oh. Okay. I didn't say I put it in the garage every night. Because sometimes I don't feel like backing out. I just get ready to go to work. I just go on out there, jump on in the car, go straight. <laughs> All right, moving on to <laughs> Betty and T-Neck. Uh, Betty writes, I'm dating a new guy and we like to drink and have a good time. But there's one problem. As soon as I buy it, he drinks it all up. He drinks all the good stuff up like it's water. Do I start buying cheap liquor for him or tell him to bring his own? <laughs> yeah, y'all now y'all dates is BYOB. There you go. Yeah. BYOB. Y'all drinking too much. And then why don't you stop buying? Since y'all like to drink, why don't you let some of y'all other people buy the drinks? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you'll see what he buy. And then see, cause a lot of people, I'm gonna tell you, man, like if I'm if I'm going out with some people, uh-huh. I watch what they order. But then if I tell them I'm taking out, then oh Lord have mercy. Oh man, they order everything. Y'all got Louie. Louis. <laughs> the good stuff. Now, I'm sitting there going. I, I was with a dude one time. Say, man, drinks on me, fellas. Hey, y'all, y'all got uh, McCallum thirty years. I'm sitting there thirty years. <laughs> no, I took a dude to a McCallum bar one time. That was me. <laughs> Julia, you want to tell him what you did? Yeah, I had no idea I had ordered. <laughs> Uncle Steve had knocked the menu out my hand because uh-huh. I didn't know what I was ordering. And then I the man came up to Junior. And Junior came up because you know he got this McCallum. All the McCallums is here. Yeah. So Junior pointed at the one he wanted. He said, give me that one right there. That had 40 on it. <laughs> yeah. The I man it said, yeah, so, but it was 40 year. Right. So the man said, I wasn't paying no attention. I just heard the man say, exquisite choice. Yeah. Yeah. And I looked up, I went, exquisite choice. Uh Uh-oh. In this restaurant, it's a cigar lounge. Exquisite choice. I looked up and said, Junior, what did you order? Ordered the one for 40 right here. I slapped that menu out of his head. That ain't no damn $40. That's 40 year. Junior had ordered a drink that was $2,800. That's exquisite. I didn't even know taste, Junior. That man said exquisite choice. With the white gloves on. Yeah, white gloves on. Yes. You know, I've been going to the cigar lounge and I've heard him say it to me a couple of times, exquisite choice. Go I try some different stuff. He told the dude, exquisite choice. I stopped breathing. I said, I looked up over. I said, excuse me, man. What did you say? He said, that's an exquisite choice. I said, Junior, come come here, man. What did you just tell this man to pray? Junior said, that one right there, unk. Forty. Said, that ain't no forty. That's forty year McCallum. You know how much that is? Dog, two thousand eight hundred dollars a yeah. shot. I slept that me on his head. 
He knocked the meat. Black <laughs> ass don't get this 12 year McCallum. Go sit <laughs> How much is a 12 year? <laughs> about $30 in there. Yeah, oh, okay. I had it's no idea. more in your price range. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he knocked the menu out my hand and looked away. Because <laughs> I've never heard that man say that. I've been going there for a long time. It's a place uh-huh. in L.A. Exquisite oh my God. choice. Exquisite All right, last choice. one. <laughs> last one. Tabby in Frisco says, My husband and I went to rival colleges, and we usually go to our game together. But my team won last year, so he doesn't want to go with me this year. This has been our thing for seven years. So why is he being such a sore loser? Should I stay home or go? Because he lost. <laughs> Rival colleges. He lost. He mm-hmm. mad. He heard you hollering. He's sitting there next to you. You are, and he know the team they got this year. They ain't even good as the one last year. He see the ass whipping. He know this writing on the wall. He know y'all gonna get him again. Uh-huh. And he don't want to go. He a so loose. Go and go to the game. Leave him at the house. All right. That's all. All right. Thank you, CLO. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll have some entertainment news for you right after this. Exquisite choice. (laughs) You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. There's a concert coming to town that I just have to see. He's one of my favorite artists. I already have my tickets front row. I bought the tickets months in advance. I'm so excited. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business. You want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com strawberry. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash strawberry. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash strawberry. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, A military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, guys, we 
we just had Jeezy as our special guest on the show a little while ago, and, and we didn't see this one coming. But according to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, Jeezy has filed for divorce from his wife, Jeannie Mai, after less than three years of marriage. The divorce filing states that J. Wayne Jenkins, of course, Jeezy, we know him as Jeezy, and Jeannie Mai are currently living in a bona fide state of separation and that their marriage is irretrievably broken and uh, with no hope for reconciliation. The documents also state that Jeezy is seeking joint physical and legal custody of their 20-month-old daughter, Monaco. So let me ask you a question. This is a question. So Jeezy filed for divorce? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. And how did the Atlanta Constitution find out? Public record. Uh, yeah, public yeah, record. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, uh, it's everywhere. Oh, okay. So if people really are getting a divorce, it would be on public record somewhere? Yes, sir. Especially uh, if they famous? Mm-hmm. Yeah, anybody. So you mean, a, you mean a beat reporter would see a person's name and be able to report that as fact? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What, what did you get? Oh, man. Oh. Yeah, I'm trying to see what, yeah, what yeah, is your... where you going? What's your oh. ultimate goal here? Marriages and divorces yeah. are public records. Public so records. I don't, I don't know. Really? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. So if I was getting a divorce, oh. that would oh. be public record? Uh, if you okay, file. Now you're making this if, about if you. you. Weren't we if just talking file. about Jeezy? Yeah, we just talked about Jeezy. <laughs> yeah, okay, we're moving on. This was Yo, hilarious. I'm just trying to make sure that's how it go. <laughs> You know how it goes. So you say ain't nobody seeing yours on public record? What? (laughs) I'm moving on. I'm moving on. Go ahead, Shirley. You can move on. (laughs) This was hilarious. (laughs) And it has been trending all weekend. And in a recent interview with The Shade Room, singer and mom Sierra could not control her laughter when she was asked about how the co-parenting is going with her ex-fiance future. They share a son, of course, future junior together. Uh, Take a listen. My last question, I'll just like, what is uh, co-parenting like for you guys? What she said. She, she laughed how she laughed. Yeah. <laughs> right. Hard, though. Hard. Because <laughs> Russell making all this money. Yeah, don't you, they don't co-parenting when you make $80 million a season. Ain't nobody co-parenting. co-parenting. All right, so we're really happy about this next story because we've wanted this for a while. Uh, we already knew this, but Nelly has confirmed that, yes, he and Ashanti are officially dating again. Yes, Nelly. What's wrong, Junior? What? What? Nothing going with story. <laughs> Nelly was a guest on the podcast Boss Moves with Rashida. And when asked if he and Ashanti are dating again, he responded, yeah, we cool again. I Yay. think it surprised both of us, though. Uh, it wasn't anything that was like, I don't know, planned. I think we both were pretty much doing what we do. But sometimes being separate, you understand one another more. 
Ashanti and Nelly first began dating back in 2003. They dated for 10 years before uh, ending things in 2013. So hopefully this won't be another 10 years. They need to get married. Yeah, I get married. I thought Nelly and Ashanti was going to be like Beyonce and Jay-Z yeah. back in the day, that power uh-huh. hip-hop couple. Get married, yeah. y'all. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What, yeah. Steve? What yes, now? Steve. I see your. Yes. What? I have another question about relationship. <laughs> I'm sick of your questions. What? <laughs> so you mean to tell me <laughs> if what Nelly is- say they together? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Everybody if Nelly, if it come out Nelly's mouth that yes. they are together, uh-huh. he said it. Yes. Yes. You mean that's what they go with? Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. yes. And wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. minute. All of the blogs and stuff is running with that one? <laughs> yeah. Because he interview. said it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. What's your another question? Oh, no more questions. What? Can, can I try something? <laughs> Go ahead. What? Say it. Me and Marjorie uh-huh. have no marital problems and we doing wonderful Ain't nobody filed for divorce, and we on grandbaby watch right now, and we are happily married, and there has been no infidelity in our relationship. It, can, it, can I say that? And they run with that. Run <laughs> tell that. Ain't nobody finna believe. Ain't nobody finna believe you. Right. Anyway. That's what's crazy, though. <laughs> you said all now, that. Y'all gonna have to stop. Y'all gonna have to stop doing this now. If y'all gonna trust and believe Nelly. Uh-huh. Hey, y'all gonna have to believe hey. Uncle Steve. Hey, hey, let's go ahead and just say Hot-ing. it, Shirley. Carl, let's go ahead and say it. Let's go ahead and say it, Shirley. Carl, you lost your wife to your security guard. Let's go ahead and just put it out there. Oh, whoa, oh, 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 hey, man, I got something funny to tell y'all. Hold up, Junior. I got something funny. To, I got the funniest boomerang story of the year. I'm glad you, me and boomerang. When we come back. I got the ultimate boomerang story How about this day? whole thing when we come back. Okay. Boy, let, uh-huh. yeah. ah. Boy, let me tell y'all something. When I talk boomerang, I had to call JT and have him repeat it to JT. We laughed so damn hard. You know, boomerang right. had some classic things over the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we mm-hmm. come back, Come on. The ultimate boomism <laughs> when we All come right. back. All right. Coming up in 20 minutes after you heard it from Steve, he's got a boomerang story for you right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, you have a boomerang story for us. You can't wait to tell us. What is it, please? All right. Everybody know me and Boomerang, we've been boys for a long time. Years long and time. years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, Boom kind of aggravated by these rumors out here about him. Uh, so, me and Boom was talking this weekend. I said, Boom, give a damn about that, man. We know each other. Man, y'all like family to me, but you know, dog, what pissed me off was they tried to get me with that A1 attraction, and that's what pissed me off. I said, wait a minute, dog, what? They tried to what? get you with what, Boomerang? He said, they tried to get me with that A1 attraction. So I've been knowing Boomerang a long time, so I had to kind of work through what he might be saying. I said, I said, Boom, what are you talking about? He said, you know how they try to make it sound like you said something, but it wasn't you talking. I said, hold up, dog. That ain't A1 attraction. I say, that's AI. That's artificial intelligence. 
He thought it was A1 attraction. <laughs> you know, when they make it sound like you said something you didn't uh, say, tried oh, to put gosh. that A1 attraction on me, dog. You know, good and hell well, that ain't me. <laughs> I said, dog, that's not A1. That's AI. Oh, Artificial oh, intelligence. Boy, oh, I got on the phone and called JT, my old barber. I said, hold uh -huh. up, JT. You said you had laughed in a couple weeks. Boom. Tell him what <laughs> they put that. on you on the internet. Uh-huh. Because I hadn't let him know it was AI yet. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I needed Jaded. JT did it. <laughs> dog, they trying to put this on me, dog. You know good and hell well I don't do no mess like that. They put that A1 attraction on me. <laughs> A1 attraction. I said, JT, he trying to say AI. AI, artificial intelligence, boy. We was on the phone. I laid in the grass at my <laughs> ranch. <laughs> you know Boom has a way with words <laughs> and phrases. Either a way with words or don't know no words. Either one. Either Boy, I way. couldn't read. We laughed so damn hard. But he did see you. Don't see JT called you, Kill? Yeah, he called, told me, why, why you got to laugh? He told me what Boom said, the A1 attraction. <laughs> I told him, he said, man, it's a shame. He an author. He an author. But what, is, what does he say when you tell him it's AI? What, what does he say when he you laugh say hard He laughed hard. He laughed. We was on that phone laughing, because we've been laughing like this damn thing. 20-something years. Yeah, yeah. I was in the grass laying up. I messed around and my foot was on an ant bed. I looked down. My whole damn right leg is covered by ants. I had to walk their ass in the lake. Oh, oh no. Yeah, I just I just went and stood in the lake up to my knee. Oh, and that got rid of me. Yeah. Boy, I was laughing so damn hard. Whew. Thank, thank right. you, God, for finding laughter in the middle of it. Thank you, Yes. God. All right, I coming up in 34 minutes after the hour. Uh, back so soon, Sister Odell is going to join us. She has some inspirational words for Junior on his oh. anniversary. Yeah, we'll talk about it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, as promised, she is here, Sister Odell. <laughs> there she is. was <laughs> Came and rescued me. Oh, hallelujah. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning, Sister Odell. Hey, Carly, how's you, sweetie? I'm good, Sister Odell. How you good, doing? I ain't so how's your baby Tasha doing? I heard she running track now. Yes, ma'am. She does Ooh, uh, Lord, a high jumper. Donna. Oh, yeah. Jesus, that's good. Yes, ma'am. Uh, yep. Monica, hi. Uh, Junior, <laughs> hi, boy. Shirley, how's you doing? Hello, Sister Odell. I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? Good, good, good. Everything is wonderful, wonderful. What's going on? Well, you know, Junior uh, just mm. celebrated his one-year anniversary over the weekend. And we know you've been married a few times, Sister Odell, so we wanted yeah. to ask you, bring you on, and see if you had any advice for Junior. <laughs> it just depends on what's going on. Is, you, is something wrong, Junior? Everything all right? Uh, no, ma'am. Everything is great, Sister Odell. We just want to make it to mm -mm, two years. See how you answered that? Mm -hmm. He didn't answer that correctly. I said, mm. is everything all right? You said, mm. <laughs> yes, no, next, next, yes, ma'am. Everything ain't ever all right, Junior. <laughs> 
It's always a some somebody got a issue. You know, the Bible says it's your cross to bear. Yes, you know, you just got to be a little bit more loving and understanding because this is your first one, you know. Yes, ma'am. Well, ask her a question, Junior. Well, well I'll, I'll ask her there. I think she don't respect me because of my voice, Sister Odell. Is that an issue? <laughs> that is an Sorry. issue. <laughs> that is an issue. Oh, wow. <laughs> you think that's an issue, Sister Odell? And that's very, that very likely could be it. <laughs> so, so, when I say you're not going to do this woman, how how does that sound to you, Sister Odell? Well, you don't have a really, you don't have a very commanding voice to you. <laughs> Your voice ain't commanding at all. It's more requestful. Well, what do you hear, Sister Odell? I hear requests. <laughs> like what? I don't hear a demand or an order or uh-huh. anything. I just hear you. You, you sound like you're begging. The begging? Like begging? The begging? Uh-huh. Baby, you ain't gonna do that to me. Well, you... <laughs> how should he say it, Sister Odell? Baby, you ain't gonna be able to do this to me like you. That's how you would have to say. Ooh, your voice okay. got dropped low. What do, what, what do I? What do I sound like, Sister Odell? You ain't gonna do this to me. <laughs> I tell you right now. Now, now, you know, now you sound like Woody Woodpecker or somebody like that. You said Woody Woodpecker, one of them cartoon characters. I told you before, you need to deepen your voice. All of my husbands had them. Deep voices. I dated really? uh, James Earl Jones one time. <laughs> this is CNN, James Earl Jones. <laughs> How does he sound? What did he say? This is CNN. I okay, see what yeah. I know. Well, you can see in here too if you want to. <laughs> How did you meet him, James Earl Jones, Sister Odell? He was uh, doing a civil rights story. A civil rights story. Where? Mm. You just happened to be there? Yeah. Out on the bridge down in Selma, right before they went across it, we was having prayer. Oh. Oh, okay. Hello, Sister Odell. I went, Lord. (laughs) Oh, you finna get this. (laughs) You finna, you finna, you finna have your way with me. What you finna do? Big old rough voice. So, so that's what Junior you know, needs to so do. You're saying. I need to do yeah, that. Yeah. This is all there. That's what I need to do. Yeah, you need to toughen your voice up. You're gonna have okay. problems with your marriage like that because yeah. the children's voice is stronger than yours. <laughs> I know you married them. You know, all, the all the kids, all the kids sound tougher than you. The grandbabies. The grandbabies. Well, you know, she got children. I know you're a father and your grandfather right yeah. away. Your grandbabies, damn it, sound just. <laughs> 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 Damn. Was that okay. Junior or the baby? <laughs> See right there, once it's confusing. Yeah, it's confusing. <laughs> Junior, I'll come on and give you some wedding advice whenever you need it, sweetie. Y'all yes, have ma'am. a good day. I'm going to get on out of here. <laughs> Bye, Thank you, Sister Odell. Thank Bye, you. sweetie. Coming up next, it is Junior in for the nephew with today's prank phone call right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at about four minutes after the hour, it's my strawberry letter for today. And the subject is one of your favorite songs, Steve, Boogie Wonderland. Uh, we'll get into that, find out what that's all about in just a few, because right now it is time for the prank phone call for today. And uh, Junior is in for the nephew. What you got, Junior? Repo the pews. Oh, no, not the yeah. church pews. <laughs> you going you going to take the pews. That's terrible. <laughs> I can't go to heaven and see him in there. I can't. <laughs> I cannot walk up there and say, 
Is that time? I can't see that. <laughs> Repo the pews. Come on, cat. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach a uh, pastor, uh, Pastor Wilkins. Yeah, this is Reverend Dr. Wilkins. Uh, are you the, you're the pastor of Baptist Church, am I right? Baptist Church, that's correct. How can I help you? Okay. Uh, listen, my name is Daniel, and I'm calling from uh, RCS, which is uh, Church Supply. And we have an outstanding bill here that we wanted to bring to you all's attention for like $23,000 for your pews that has not been paid. So we wanted to see... Uh, um, uh, not to cut you off, is Mr. is it? Yeah, yeah, Daniel from RCS? Yeah, Church Supply, sir. That's uh, This is actually where you guys uh, got your pews. Okay, um, outstanding bill for $23,000. Uh, well, first of all, that's normally... Uh, uh, all outstanding bills are handled by our finance department. You know, you would need to speak to our treasurer, and they would be able to help you with that. Well, evidently, sir, that uh, this hasn't been taken care of in this matter when it comes to these pews. Because like I stated before, you guys owe $23,000 on these pews, and I think this was probably 12 to 13 years ago. So maybe this was something uh, before you got there, but nevertheless, there's still an outstanding bill. And right now, we're actually going to be repossessing these pews as of early uh, 7 o'clock uh, Sunday morning. Uh, not uh, this Sunday morning. No, we we have the Women's Day. The missionary is here today, and uh, also Sunday we have like our, our pick. Uh, uh, I understand you you have a lot of things, and you you actually run it off your schedule. Tell me, that's that's really not my concern. And and maybe your Women's Day or whatever is going y'all going to do is standing up because uh, right uh, now no, we're not going to do. It. You, you're not understanding me. See, um, did you say twelve or thirteen years ago? Yes, sir. Well, I've been the past here for ten years, and you know, you know, like uh, that, that has saying. nothing to do with me. And uh, occurred before you got there, but the, the, nevertheless, the bill is still outstanding, and these pews need to be taken care of. Now, if y'all don't have the twenty-three thousand dollars, then I got to come pick these pews up Sunday morning, sir. We're gonna we're well, gonna bring no, a moving no, truck over there. You're not hearing me. And first of all, this is my private number. How did you get this number? So your your number is here in the books as a, as a contact. No, this is this is only I only get this out to very few people, and I know none of them will, will give out my number. So that that's an issue right there. And, and second of all, if you're talking about coming in our church Sunday morning to, to take our pews, uh, that's not something you really want to do, sir. Sir, I, I I have to do my job the same way you get up on Sunday morning and you have to do yours. I have to do mine. So my job is to get these pews back because you guys are $23,000 in the rears. No, uh, Kyle, let me tell you, I ain't always been a, been a preacher. Now, you, you, you come in my church and you touch them pews, I'm going to come out there and prove it on you. Oh, oh, sir, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not here to go to, to, to I, what you used to be and, and what you are now. I'm not going to go back and forth with you on that. The, my, the bottom line is, sir. consequences you don't want to deal with, son, because, you know, I... Oh. Let, hold on, hold on, man, hold on. Let me, let me calm down, because you know you about to make me say some words that I've been delivered from. Thank God. I'm going to deliver them pews away from you on Sunday. Now I got to come and pick them pews up. That's the bottom line. Uh, uh, do you have twenty three thousand Sunday morning? Twenty three thousand. Understand that's not the issue. The issue is you have no business calling me on my personal phone. I'm in my meditation time right now, trying to get consecrated. So, you know, my message that I have to deliver uh, later this afternoon. So we need all of our pews. Okay. Well, let me ask you something, sir. Do you have the $23,000 that you can give me Sunday morning, and then you can continue whatever it is you have going on that day? Other than that, I'm going to have to take them pews. I, I got the told me the $23,000, but you're not listening, son. That ain't my bill. I ain't paying it.
You ain't touching my future. I'm not going to continue to go. Okay, listen. I'm trying to respect. Uh, what's what's Pastor Wilkins? Trying to respect you, first of Reverend, all. Reverend, Reverend Dr. Wilkins, I, I'd appreciate it if you call me in my name, Reverend Dr. Wilkins. Okay, Reverend Dr. Wilkins. Now, first of all, I'm 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 coming up there Sunday. Now, I'm hoping I only have to lay hands on these pews. Now, I got to lay hands on something else. Then I got to do what I got to do. Yeah. I said, I'll, you can come on up here. If you, you set foot on the property, that's cool. But you touch them pews. I got some boys in here. They can take that Jesus coat off. They can lay it down. They can get with you, partner. You understand? Yeah. Hey, you know what? Yeah, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? I will fear no evil. I ain't got no problem. Wait, 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 wait. You talking about coming to me in my, into my church? Taking my pew? I'm going to do what I got to do, man. Y'all $23,000. I'm going to do what I got to do in the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen. Either you're going to pay up or stand up the whole service. Now, what, which one do you want? We can handle this however you want to handle it. I got I got something else I want to tell you. You listening to me, Pastor? I'm listening, but you ain't saying nothing, son. Pastor, is you listening? What you got to say to me? I've got to say this to you. This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your entire deacon boy. Who? What? Who? <laughs> oh, this is, man. Pastor this is Nephew Tommy, man, from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your deacon board got me to prank phone call you. Man. Boy, I can't believe this, boy. You almost made me lose my religion, son. <laughs> oh, you hung man. in there, man. You hung in there, Pastor. Which one of them was it? <laughs> uh, deacon Glover. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I've got some, some things I've got to talk to Dick and Love about. You know. <laughs> I was wondering how you got my personal cell phone number anyway, man. So, Well, I'm glad I was able to put a laugh on your face today. Ooh, man, I needed it, boy. You ran me hot, boy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, i got to ask you, man. Pastor, what is the baddest radio show in the land? The Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> hey, listen, let me tell you this. Uh, keep doing what he's doing. The first minute of every show. Man, I, I love that. Okay. I really love that. And really, it really blesses the people. He'll, he'll right? appreciate that, man. He really will. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Repo the pews. See, church he cannot <laughs> get past Peter. I don't see it. <laughs> At the gate. <laughs> I don't see how he get in. I don't. No, no, no. All this work I'm doing down here on earth, he get to just make fun of the church and he get in. Repo the pews. Okay. Wow. All right, yeah. Take right, time. Unc, you know what, Unc? You less than two weeks away, man. Two weeks away, out in Highland, California, yeah. on the 29th at the casino called Yamava. Uh, Yamave. Uh huh. Yamava. Yeah. Yamava. Yamava. Yeah. I don't know why they Yamava. wouldn't name it just Yamaha. Yamaha. I don't know why they wouldn't Yamaha. name it Yamaha Casino. So everybody Yamaha. 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 That's, yeah, that's, everybody that's like Yamaha. Well, you know, that's that's what you get though when you're trying to be creative. Just you know, just name it something we can all Yamaha, remember. Yamaha, Yamaha Casino would have been real name, but you know, you got your mom and all this. We don't know what you're saying. <laughs> anyway, it's gonna be a motivational speech out there on the 29th, out mm -hmm. there. So if you're down in LA and you want to see your boy live, ain't seen me in a lot of years, man. I'm gonna be doing some live mm -hmm. motivational concert. Then next night I'm in Durant, Oklahoma. That's 90 miles north of Dallas, so they driving up for that. North okay. of Dallas at the Choctaw Casino. Mm -hmm. See, you can say that. That's a real nation, the Choctaw Nation. Yeah, See, that's yeah. where you don't go over there messing with that people like that. They call mm -hmm. the Choctaws for a reason. 
and it sound like you know that you know that's what it okay. it just sound like it could be a problem if you go over there wrong yeah. so we don't want to go in wrong want to be respectful love Choctaw Nation Choctaw Casino Steve Harvey will be there motivational two on the 30th yeah. and then after that me and my girl we gonna get up in the air and we're going on a trip <laughs> anyway I, I ain't gonna post it or nothing cause you're probably gonna lie about that but that's where I am those uh, are the dates alright uh, coming up next <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Coming up next, it is a strawberry letter. The subject, Boogie Wonderland. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is time now for today's Strawberry Letter. If you need advice on relationships, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. And you never know, it could be yours. You never know. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Strawberry Letter with my good friend, Shirley Strawberry. Thank you, my good friend, Junior. Subject, Boogie Wonderland. Dear Stephen Shirley, my husband and I have owned a lounge for almost 10 years. And over the years, it's transitioned into a few different things. We used to sell fish and wings. Then we stopped doing food and went to a live jazz and wine tasting. Uh, no one came to that. So we started catering to the younger crowd. And that was a big problem because they don't know how to act. So four years ago, my husband decided to 
to make it an old school lounge. And we put in shag carpet and hanging plants to make it look like the 70s. The neighborhood where the lounge is has gotten pretty bad over the years, but we wanted to keep it in the area because it's where my husband grew up. All of his old friends and his family come to the lounge and hang out, and he doesn't charge them for drinks at all. All of the men have nicknames, and they want to come to the lounge to cheat on their wives and play spades with women that don't mind messing with married men. My husband is cool with it all, as long as the lounge has people in it. I'm not in the business of running Boogie Wonderland with old people that don't spend money. We have no smoking signs, but my husband will not enforce it because his uncle comes in in there and smokes. I found out last week that my husband allowed a group of folks to bring in a crock pot and put... Uh, and, and casseroles for a birthday party. I'm sure he let them bring in their own alcohol, too. It's time for us to close the boogie wonderland. How do I convince my husband to let it go for good? Well, it sounds like you're into the boogie wonderland for business, but your husband uses it to kick it with his friends and family and not for profit. Making money doesn't seem like a priority to him, now does it? Uh, it it's his social hangout. So it will be hard to convince him to let the business go. Clearly, you're ready to go, and, and you're right. There's no way you can make money with the way your husband is running things. It's time for you guys to get out before you start losing all your money, uh, because giving away free drinks and letting people bring in their own, own drinks and food will be a disaster for your business. You and your husband need to have a serious conversation about where this business is going, and you got to let them know how you feel. Steve? Uh, this letter flat out just don't make no damn sense. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what your husband's in it for is not for the business of making money. I don't know what y'all bottom line look like, your P&L, all this here. I don't know what your return on investment is. I don't know how much it costs to run the place. I don't know how much in free alcohol he's giving away versus how much he's making. You didn't say if it was profitable at all, but it don't sound like it is. Y'all have no rules or regulation for this place. Y'all just open up, let people do what they did in there, cooking food. Y'all used to sell wings and fish, and y'all stopped, and then y'all went to live jazz and wine tastings. Where that work at? Where do live jazz and wine tastings work at in the hood? That's <laughs> not a you know y'all calling it a lounge. You have a tavern. This is a oh. tavern. What's the difference? This is a place where old people go. Tavern. <laughs> tavern. You, this place. Let me tell you something. It's places in the hood where old people go. Taverns. Mm -hmm. uh, VFW Hall. <laughs> That's another place. Oh, bingo. Oh. Now they not that they, they making money at bingo. Mm-hmm. Serious. But your husband ain't. Now it's transitioned to a few things over the years. Live jazz and wine tasting. Nobody came to that. <laughs> then y'all started catering to the younger crowd. I don't know why you surprised with this. That was a big problem because they don't know how to act. Mm -hmm. Duh. <laughs> Duh. Come on now. You know what this happens. You know what happens at these places. So four years ago, your husband decided to make it an old school lounge. Mm -hmm. So you put in shag carpet and hanging plants. And, you know, and that it's gotten pretty bad over the years. The neighborhood y'all got it to put, put the place up in. But your husband wanted to stay there because that's where he's from. All his old friends and family, they come to the lounge and hang out. He don't charge them for drinks at all. 
So they just in there living it up. Kicking it. They just, they in the backyard. <laughs> and then all the men got nicknames. Oh, I know this place right here. OT. O O T. That's short for Otis. <laughs> See, I'll tell you what we do. What? Give me the old names and I'll tell you what they nickname is. Uh, Ralph. Ralph. Ray Ray. <laughs> uh, Earl. E. Larry. Uh, Big E. Herman. He Dog. I, I know all the nicknames. I got we got Jerome, Jerome, Jer- Romy. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Y'all know what these is. Uh-huh. When we come back, I'll show you the nicknames of the rest of these people, <laughs> and we're gonna talk about because they want to come to the lounge with these nicknames to cheat on their wives mm-hmm. and play spades with women that don't mind messing around with mm-hmm. married men. We're going to find out who these women are, what their name is, what the nickname is, and how they working out these arrangements while they playing spades. And they done put up the no smoking signs, but his uncle come in there and smoke. Uh huh, and he says nothing. Yeah, he don't say a damn thing. Uh uh-uh. And everybody's scared of his uncle, so ain't nobody gonna say nothing. <laughs> all right, all right. Listen, his we'll have uncle part is two. actually he dog. <laughs> we'll have part two of Steve's response coming up at twenty three minutes after the hour. Today's strawberry letter subject: Boogie Wonderland. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's Strawberry Letter. The subject is Boogie Wonderland, one of your favorite songs by Earth, Wind & Fire. It is a great song of mine. And the emotion. Yeah, awesome, wonderful group. Uh, This wife got a problem with her husband. They've owned a lounge in their neighborhood for quite some time where he grew up. And as obviously not making money because he uses it as a hangout for his friends and family that he doesn't charge for drinks. He ain't got no rules established in there. He got no smoking signs up, but his Uncle Herman, who they call affectionately he dog, he dog come in there and smoke anyway. So don't nobody say nothing because everybody kind of scared of him. You know, he been locked up four times. Everybody kind of leave he dog alone. So he coming in there smoking because he dog talking about how the hell we can't smoke in the lounge. We smoke in jail. You know, when when that's state logic, you kind of have to. Uh-huh. I don't even understand it here. Jail like this. <laughs> I don't even understand this here. If you finna die and you had a last request, you had for a cigarette. I can't have for a cigarette in here. How did it work now? Uh, now, she's also upset because they've made the lounge several things. They used to sell fish and wings, and they stopped doing that. So they turned it into a live uh, jazz and wine tasting. Mm-hmm. Now, if they wasn't paying for that E&J, and they wasn't paying for that, that, that crown, and that Jack Daniel, what the hell make you think they finna come in here and listen to jazz and buy wine? <laughs> what, what neighborhood is this? They just down there buying wine. They got some Chablis and some and what? Chardonnay. You know, wine ain't really, you know, 
You know, they're drinking. They, you're trying to Keep charge for manna shivets and dog. And <laughs> any, any green springs don't really. Wild Irish Rose, that don't. <laughs> you, you got wow. Thunderbird. You got hood drink. You got Mickey's Ales. You're trying to charge. <laughs> ain't nobody buying that. You know what yeah. Nah, they down there doing, yeah, the hanging plants and shag carpet and turning into <laughs> like an old 70s. school ass. Now, y'all got wicker chairs and them bushes that people yes. take their picture next to. <laughs> wicker chairs. And got that airbrush painter, that 1940 Cadillac in the background. Yeah, come on. You know, everybody posing next to that one kneeling uh, down, and they got they leaning up against that chair on the back, that big wicker chair with the circle back. Uh, the feathers, the peacock feathers. Yeah, they actually plumes. You got them plumes <laughs> back there, and you know everybody take a picture. And, you know, women ain't what they was, the men ain't what they were. The men got nicknames, and so give me some more names, and I'll tell you what they nicknames are. Johnny, Johnny, uh. JoJo. <laughs> Jojo, what's up with you, Jojo? That's Johnny. Willie. Willie. Oh, that's a good one. Well, see, Willie could go a lot of different ways. I've had several names from different oh, And it could be just Willie, though. But go uh, ahead. Yeah. Yeah. It could be Big Will. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It, 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 it could be W. Lay. You know. What happened? W. Lay. What's yeah. that? Willie. Will Lay. Oh, oh, oh. W-L-A. 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 Ricky. 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 R-C. Uh-huh. I see. All Ricky and that. R-C. All uh, my favorite hood name is Craig. Yeah, you love it, Craig. Craig. That's C-Dog. C-Dog. Okay. C-Dog. Yeah, Craig is C-Dog. And so, you know, now they dating these... Who? Stanley. Oh, you Stanley. Know. Oh, that's Sway. Stanley Sway. Stanley Sway. Melvin. Melvin. Eminem. Eminem. Mm-hmm. And now they're in here, they dating these women that they play spades with down mm-hmm. there that don't care about dating married men. Yeah. So all the husbands down there cheating on their wives with these cheating women. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, you got to go over that. This this is uh, Bernadette. <laughs> Bernadette is down there. That's a hard name. Odetta. <laughs> Odetta? Yeah, Odetta cheat, and, and everybody's scared of Odetta. <laughs> Bernice. Bernice down there do like she want to do. Mm-hmm. Oh. Come on. Brenda. You got Brenda. Brenda. I was going to say Glenn. Brenda uh-huh. is good, but Brenda cool. She ain't really made up her mind yet, but she just down there for fun, but everybody want Brenda. Uh-huh. Uh, Clarissa. Oh, wow. Clarissa is down there just going through husbands. <laughs> what about Betty? Yeah. Betty Betty worked behind the bar. Uh, uh-huh. Thelma. Oh. Uh, Thelma ain't really doing much of nothing. She wants somebody to date her, but she ain't doing herself too early. <laughs> Thelma pretty much cool. Yeah, she down there thirsty. She hanging on hoping somebody holler at her. And then you got Thea. Thea down there. Thea down there. Everybody wants Thea. She got new wigs. She went down there to the uh, beauty supply and came in on a wig day. And she got that hot one, that blonde one. (laughs) So that's what's happening down at the lounge, y'all. I got one more name. One more name. Go ahead. What is the name? Audrey. Audrey. (laughs) That's my grandma. (laughs) 
<laughs> Gates ain't playing with nobody. Nobody. She down there All talking right. about everybody. Leave your comments on today's letter on Instagram at Steve Harvey FM and check us out on the Strawberry Letter podcast on the free iHeartRadio app where free never sounded so good. Now, coming up next, it is Junior and Sports Talk. Junior, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, it is time now for Junior and Sports Talk. What you got, Junior? Okay, we'll get to NFL games tomorrow, but Unc, I, just, I, gotta, I gotta talk to you about this, Unc, because Deion Sanders is putting college football upside down, man. He I've is, never stayed up in my life that late watching yes, college football I'm games. telling you. Really? I'm tell- or a pro I, game. I no. don't sleep. Yeah, but is it the fact that he's Deion Sanders and he's doing it his way and he's not doing what every other college head coach is doing. He's doing it Deion Sanders' way. Coach Prime. Coach Prime. Because well, it's, it's like the, when the Colorado State head coach said that when I when I talk to adults, I take my hat and my glasses off. As if Deion Sanders... To? Yeah, as if Deion Sanders don't have no home training. Because Prime talks to young men and he recruits all the time. He just recruiting young men. He understand the image, the swag, the whole nine. And shout out to Colorado for winning the game. Uh, yeah. Okay. Listen, yeah. man. What he's done never been done before. The way he brought in the recruiting class, the way he dismissed some players, and then the way the rest of the players walked in and quit. They didn't have the right culture. He bought in the right culture. But the most important things, he bought in his sons. Everybody's surprised at Shakur Sanders. But like Dion keep telling them, I've been watching this kid his whole life. I know who he is. And they've been coached that way. And so, you know, there's nothing around that. And then that game right there, I actually thought, I said, man, they done lost this one right here. Because when they got the ball on the two-yard line yeah. with a minute 30 or something like that left, that's a long way to go for yeah. put that on the kid. But that kid started running that football, something he hadn't done, and got down there. And I just said, man, this this is Heisman Trophy-type gameplay yes. right here. Yes, And is. that's what they're going to have to look at this kid as. And Coach Prime, he coaches the mind. More more than he does the players, and I'm telling you, man, somebody they they looking at this guy, they looking mm-hmm. at his contract. Mm-hmm. Somebody gonna come along and pay this boy a truckload of money. Now he's making more money than he did at Jackson. And for everybody right. that got upset because he left Jackson, y'all don't understand how God works. Dion, Dion put a lot of HBCUs on the map. There's more HBCU games being televised now uh, because of Dion yes. than ever before. But Dion couldn't stay there and finish the work that yeah. Dion was created to do. He changes things. And now he's changing it at a program that's getting national attention. And, and that's, that's special. <laughs> that's special, dude. man. I believe. Coach Prime. I believe. Coach I Prime. It. I love Coach Brown. Congratulations. All right, coming up at the top of the hour, a loyal listener, Steve, wants us to bring back one of her all-time favorite segments. We'll talk about it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. 
all these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Steve, this is from Melinda in Nashville. Melinda says, hi, Steve Harvey Morning Show. Would you ever bring back the singing contest you used to do on the radio show? I can't sing, but the people who would call in and think they could sing was the highlight of my week. Would you please bring it back for me? You know what? That was kind of one of my highlights, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh I don't know. Yeah, let's just do yeah. it. I don't know. Just to hear you talk about people. Just go ahead and do it. But you know, I miss a lot of stuff they made us stop doing, man. Why? And I I don't know, you know, because of the culture we in, we had to stop doing a lot of things. I thought one of our most... Because you can't talk uh -uh. about nobody. Don't you? No. I know what you mean. You can't do No, it's several things. The the Country Brothers was one. Okay. They stopped us from doing that. Mm -hmm. They stopped Eugene. That was very hurtful to me. And they stopped. Oh, well, my, oh my today's God. My climate. All time I know. Okay. I know what once, it is. Once again. But but Slave Theaver. I knew it. I knew it. You, you, I, it was coming, sure. Slave Theaver? Yeah. Slave Theaver? <laughs> we oh, can get mercy. put off the air. It, the <laughs> the brilliance of that moment. <laughs> the reenactment. Of them two slaves, yeah. Just, I thought came, it was brilliant. Came up to a stop sign and if I stop, no, the best way was, was with Chris, Chris Rock. Rock. Yeah, when he was a special guest. Yes, and he yes. said he wanted to keep. He was depressed. He was very depressed. He was a depressed. <laughs> a depressed. Why we can't do that? Huh? I no. just because you know, well, we right there, Junior. Junior, really, just, the number one reason is because of them two right there. That's it. Do that. Yeah, you like working here. Right 
I love Shirley, working here, but Shirley and Carla, especially Carla, you knew <laughs> they are the number one I reasons can't. why I don't know why they took Eugene off the air. Can you let them Eugene go on vacation? Eugene was hysterical. We never ever mentioned or degraded his choices. No, of course my we never do tease, that. My no. number one tease for Eugene was when he broke up with Gloria. Yeah, and the song. We used to play the song. Don't play that song, no. Why would you do that? (laughs) My glory by enchantment. And I don't even really think we ever got any complaints from Mm. any groups about it. No. But um, she wants to know about the singing contest. That's we, we, we can't bring even that bring back. that back. We can't bring none of my favorite back. They, I had, we had to quit doing tongue tied. Tongue tied was one of my favorites too. Oh yeah, yeah. Then they come talking about you talking about people with speech impediment. I know. Well, hell, it was me. Dumb, you know, can't do dumb. And no I more. was your interpreter. I mean, dog, I had, I studied. And people, we we can't play stuttering prank calls no more. We can't do nothing, man, because somebody with a problem could be offended. Yeah. And I don't understand. That's the way it is now. Mm-hmm. We didn't make the rules. Yeah, of the, the, game. the world. But do you know though that no matter what you do, you can offend somebody in a joke. Absolutely. Yeah. Steve. Yeah. You're oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Now that I agree with you. Because mm-hmm. everybody's but, had some sort of experience. That but oh, here's here's a, here's a brilliant moment. But social media can do, do anything day. they want with all no ramifications. Where there are no regulations. Yes. Slander you, yeah. lie about you, mm-hmm. all of that. We know. <laughs> Not lie. <laughs> oh, you thought they was honest? Yeah. Because yeah. Nah. he's I mean, in the voice. You, so you, is you, the singing contest coming back or not? <laughs> yes, yes no, or no? No, no, no. On this show, what yeah, I've discovered watch is the boys, so once no. something go off the show, it can't come back. <laughs> no. All right. But as soon as, I'm going to tell you this, as soon as Shirley and Carla go on vacation, yeah. me, Junior, and Tommy is going to do reenactment. <laughs> we may as well stay on vacation. When, when y'all go on right, vacation, like, we do uh-huh. all of it. Yeah. Oh, we yes. won't have a show to come yeah. back to. <laughs> Thanks, well, lady, for your email. <laughs> Coming up in 20 minutes after the hour, we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. Melinda. (laughs) You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, over the weekend, Drew Barrymore gave an emotional apology to thousands of writers who are part of the writer strike because her show has returned to production. The Writers Guild of America members and writers for the Drew Barrymore show picketed outside of CBS Studios in New York last week. And other shows like um, The Talk, Jennifer Hudson, Sherry, they're all returning in the next week also, um, despite the writer strike. So, Steve, I have to ask you, has the writer strike affected? to you and the things you do outside of this radio show yeah, and do you of course mm-hmm. the judge show oh yeah judge Steve. Oh, it's because yes. uh-huh. i would be normally be taping that right now really? it's been affected but mm-hmm. when you don't need writers to do your show it shouldn't be a problem mm-hmm. they don't need writers on the talk show all they need is producers to have subject matter the women and the guys on the talk, they just talk about it. Mm-hmm. Sherry is an interview show. You don't need writers. All you need is producers. What's happening is, and you have to be aware of this, people who are not writers 
are losing livelihoods. Makeup artists. Everybody wow. is losing money hand over fist out here. Mm-hmm. And and they can't and they can't sustain their families like this. You know, the average person lives check to check. Well, it ain't no check. So I support the writer's strike. Yeah. But I also support the people's right to work. All right. All right. Coming up at 33 minutes after the hour. Thank you, Steve. We'll play a round of Would You Rather right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time for a round of Would You Rather, guys. Would you rather a wife that whines a lot or would you rather a wife that curses a lot? Mm. I prefer A because I already got B. Because <laughs> I know she's struggling with me. I know. <laughs> Junior. <laughs> I deserve to be cussed out. I know. I made oh, you wow. dinner. <laughs> I'd rather wow. that. Wow. Then, hey, MF. Oh. Well, you made it a year, oh. so yeah. <laughs> something's yeah. working. Steve? Well, Steve, I don't know what head. the choice is about because I was married to a person that was both. A and B all the whole damn time. So, Like what? Like, oh, you how do you do both of those together? Say. He would be like, I got A and B. I'm sick of your MF8. You know, <laughs> you black. I wish you'd go to hell. You said I'm going to hell. I don't even know why I'm saying this right here. It seemed to me like you done got on my last. Hey, man, man. All that bull junk you be talking. I'm so sick of your shit, honey. Ice teas. Okay. All right, so that's both. All right. Would you rather uh would you would you would you rather live in a haunted house or would you rather live in a house full of circus clowns? Ooh. Oh. I'm gonna I'm go with the haunted house. At least I can talk back to the gal. The clowns, I can't do the clowns. Uh-uh. No, no. Are they scared? 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 Man, I'm in that house with them clowns having yeah. the time of my life. Yeah. 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 Hey, man, y'all get that Volkswagen. Come on. Right <laughs> Boy, the grandkids out there, here they come. Here come the clowns. But they'll be scared. I'll the grandkids will be scared of the clowns, don't Mm-mm. you think? It's not no, the clown No, my grandkids ain't it. scared of no damn clowns. Yeah, it's oh. not the clown from It. What's his name? No, yeah, that's understand. what I'm about to say, Shirley. <laughs> My grandsons, all of them think they carnage and venom. <laughs> <laughs> the hell is they scared of a clown for? No, my grandkid, my, my grand, man, please. Man, me and Marjorie be sitting, I be laughing so hard at them damn kids, man. They are convinced with they little skinny ass that they, they is super a superhero. They had them little suits on. Dog, dog, hey, when they put them suits on, they think they yeah. it. Yeah, the costumes, I love it. Well, he had that cape on, jumped off the back of that couch, found out real fast. He, just, he, couldn't, fly. <laughs> he couldn't fly. He found Why out. Why laughing so damn hard? Just <laughs> <laughs> all you heard. <laughs> and then right after that, I'm hollering. <laughs> you wrong for that, Papa. <laughs> all right, would you rather sex at 9 a.m., 9 a.m. sharp every day, or would you rather sex outside whenever you wanted it? Nine good with me. <laughs> right in the middle of this radio show. <laughs> right in the middle. Yeah. Of yeah. Right. Hey, uh, we'll take be us a break, back uh, right after yeah. this. Where's Steve? <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast. To live and die in LA. 
I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here we are, guys. Our last break of the day on this Monday. Yeah, and, uh, right now. Yeah. New week. A good day. Mm-hmm. Brand new week. Steve? Hey, you know, uh, Marco's remarks is kind of a little different today. Uh, this writer's strike that's going on in Hollywood, uh, the things now, uh, there are people going back to work. The View, the talk, Drew Barrymore came out and apologized for going back to work. Uh, but I'm starting to understand this as I talk to people. I can't tell you how many people have called me because we've all honored the writer's strike. When the actors got involved, that was to honor the writers. Well, it's getting a little tiring for a lot of people, and I'll tell you why. Because it's affecting, by not having TV in production, it's not just the writers. The writers want more. The rest of these people just want what they was getting. So when you support the writers, because the writers want more, because I do understand they have a very, very valid point, because they're being used because they're taking their writing skills and content and they put it in content formats and they're not getting paid for it. But they're making money on these other formats and I understand that. So at first it was okay, you know, hey, we jump in there, we support you, but you gotta understand the makeup artist ain't working. The cameraman ain't working. The grips ain't working. The set designers ain't working. The catering companies are not working. The people in charge of lighting and sound ain't working. The engineers ain't working. The the cleanup crews with all these contracts to clean up the studios and dressing rooms and makeup trailers, they're not working. And it got old. And people are suffering, man. The common man is out here suffering. And so some of these shows is going back to work. And I got news for you. It's actors out here hurting. It's people with talk shows that are hurting, man, because they got bills to pay. And here's now the writers are getting mad at everybody for wanting to go back to work. But here's the problem, though, Mr. Writers, and I'm sorry to say this, but when you get your new contract and your money, you're not going to give none to the grips. You're not going to give none to the catering company. You're not going to pass the money on to them actors. You're not going to give no money to the sound and light people. You ain't going to give no money to the caterers. So we got you want more. We got you being treated unfairly. But somehow, man, y'all got to come back to work and work that out on your own, it seems like it's what a lot of people are starting to say. Now, you might disagree with what I'm saying, 
but I can't support you in your strike and your strike causes me to be out of work and then whatever you negotiate on your contract, I ain't going to benefit from it, but I'm taking all the hits and losses of it. And that's where people at right now, man. And you got to understand that. So I'm in support of Drew Barrymore. I'm in support of the talk. What you think they're going to feel about us? Hey, man, ain't nobody asking you how you feel when you can't pay your bills. You got to allow people to take care of their families, man. And your your strike is costing way more than writers' money. And so there's a crack in the dam right now. And uh, I think a lot of people are going to go back to work, man. And I think a lot of writers want to go back to work because, you know, this has been months right now. This is months of no income. And you just can't expect the average person to sit out. Man, I know people, you can't miss a check. Now, you talk about months. It done got old. It done got old. Now the auto workers want to strike. But, you know, the CEOs at the auto companies, man, the UAW is a great organization, man. I was a member of UAW. That's the one I always identify with my time at Brook Park engine plant out in Brook Park, Ohio, outside of Cleveland. And look, man, when the executives who get these big bonuses and raises, and you look at all these executive salaries, and they getting them during this time right here, but then you telling these auto workers you can't get a raise, do you know the problem that creates? And then your statement as an executive is, if we give those auto workers the raise they're asking for, they will bankrupt us. Well, that ain't what you said when you gave the executives they raised. And we ain't talking about, we talking about millions. We talking about one person getting millions in bonus checks. One person making tens of millions of dollars. Nah, you got the guy at the auto plant that's making 60, 70, 80, whatever that number is, and they want more. But you telling them they can't get more, but you keep giving the executive more and it's public record what they're getting. And now these cats is going, hey, what about us? The UAW has a very, very valid point. But they also know the game now. Let me tell you how rich people work. Rich people know that they have enough in reserve to starve you back to work. And that's what they do. All you got to do is look at the picket lines, man. In the beginning, whether it's the teacher strike or whether it's the United Auto Workers strike, in the beginning, the lines is full of picketers. 30 days later, two, three people out there. They trying to get on the schedule to see who going to show up. Then they got to call you. Hey, it was your day to pick it. You didn't come. And they just eventually wear you down. Well, all these strikes is wearing people down. I'm supporting the UAW, man. They valid. They got real valid point. I support the teachers when they go on strike. Cause they show they already underpaid. They, they just, they the, that's the worst I've ever seen of anybody. But the writers in Hollywood, man, I, pre- I understand where y'all at. And you have a very, very valid point, but you got to find a way to get to work and still make them talk to you because there's a lot of people suffering because of this strike and they have to go back to work because they have families to feed. They got kids in school. So that's it. We all affected by it. Pretty much at the point where enough's enough right now. So those are my closing remarks. Ain't got nothing to do with the most people out here except y'all hanging out. Keep your faith in God. God loves you, man. God will protect you from all your enemies. Remember that. Talk to God today. Love to hear from you.
For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit SteveHarveyFM.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.